So I'm Daddy Snowden. Um, I've been producing, I suppose, and DJing roughly same sort of time. I think they sort of were kind of started at the same time. I guess I'm trying to think what started first. I can't really remember. I think they were roughly about the sort of same time. Um, I've always been quite musical. It's probably been in terms of like making this type of music that I do at the moment. Um, I'd say maybe about four or five years um, at least. Um, but yeah, I've always been quite sort of musical, I guess. I've been, um, I played the drums when I was young and uh, sort of like dabbled in piano and guitar, just thanks to like my brother and stuff he played. And um, yeah, it sort of was always more into like acoustic stuff really. And well, I mean, by acoustic, I mean like live, live stuff. So uh, not necessarily electronic or dance music as a straight away, but that really quickly soon um, took over. And um, yeah, I guess it was more of a, where did I start? It was like drum and bass and uh, all that sort of stuff. When the dubstep was quite big, um, the sort of more UK dubstep instead of like the sort of Americanized version of it. Um, but yeah, and then just I think I found house and just gradually went through the stages like everyone, I guess, did. Um, just listening to the sort of like early hot creation stuff. Um, I suppose like the biggest inspirations are the likes of like Sidney Charles, Dara Sorosian, um, there's so many to name, but like they're them two really are probably the two early earlier ones that I really got into. But then now it's the same same two people plus the likes of Chris Dussey, um, Perry Chandler, Joko, Sweely, all of all of the above really. Um, just the the sort of usual guys that are killing it in the minute. Um, like I guess everyone else. Um, but yeah, that's I guess that's kind of hope that's what summed it up a little bit for you. Um. Yeah, I guess I think, as I say, I think the the sort of more music creation and and then DJing was kind of at a similar sort of time. Um, uh, both were f- uh, shown to me by sort of two separate friends. Um, I think my my mate had um, Garage Band on his iPad, which I started sort of playing about with and making music on, just you know, dragging and dropping loops and playing on the drum machines and stuff like that, and then. My other mate, because we were sort of in starting to get into sort of house and stuff back then, um, good yeah, six, seven, maybe eight years ago, probably showed me. Uh, he had like got one of them little Newmark controllers that you can get, just like really basic stuff, and um, yeah, it's, from there it just went went on, and it was always a hobby, and then just become a dream, and now I'm trying to pursue it, basically still really, but yeah. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to that DJ podcast with me, Jake Colley. I'm a DJ and the creator of Undiscovered Sounds, a platform for emerging electronic music artists. Enough about me, let's get back to the pod. So so how long was it before you actually started to to make something that, that you thought was was pretty good and people were starting to to recognize, would you say? Um it's a good question. I mean, I think I was quite impatient at the start. I'm I'm naturally quite a maybe an impatient person. Even now, sometimes I'm like, oh, I could have maybe waited a bit longer or I could have done this or could have done that. But um I think everything sort of ends up happening for a reason. And I'm trying to think how long I when I started making it's probably to be fair, only a couple of years, maybe three years before I sort of signed to a label I was quite happy with. Um, but I did feel like I kind of rushed it and and actually the earlier sort of stages of my music making career, I was more into like techno. I went for a sort of got into house, like tech house, um, as I mentioned, like that sort of hot creation styled house. Um, and then like the Martinez brothers and people like that. And then we sort of sort of found techno and went darker and darker with that and then went to a pretty 
very dark place. I used to just love like really banging like 145, like Dax J, like really heavy techno. Um, and then just sort of gradually made my way back out of this dungeon of really dark music and just ended up sort of really getting into like um just like classic deep house again, like Kerry Chandler and, and Todd Terry and like the really old school legends. Um, and then yeah, just like fell started falling in love with like Joko and Chris Stussy and Toman, like they're probably three of my biggest inspirations, as well as coming across Sweely and things like that. So um, yeah, sorry to answer your question again. I think it was probably a couple of years, um, maybe one or two before well, a good two years before I yeah, signed to a label that was I was sort of like, wow, this is this is amazing. Um, but I don't think I really saw like much heavy support from any of my music for yeah until probably three years in uh the first person that rings a bell is um and so i've done a like a remix of uh, well it's not even a remix it's an original track and then i um put uh the vocals from shakedown at night on um on a on a track basically which it just it just landed really well uh the keys just matched up. i didn't really even have to do too much i just sort of took the the chorus from it and um that was supported by Sarah's story. She heard it and played it at like hideout festival and stuff, which was um, kind of crazy because I didn't really do too much of that track because it was just on SoundCloud, as I say, because it was because of that vocal. I couldn't really, um, you know, get it cleared or anything. So that was that. Um, but yeah, I'd say a couple of years. But then even, for example, when I look back at that, that, that when I listen to it now, although it's, yeah, it, it goes down, it seems to go down well in the clubs and things like that. Sonically, I can hear things that just have bothered me because now I feel I'm obviously a better producer than I was back then. And I'm like, oh, that, that kick drum needs a bit more saturation or blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I mean, if I was to give any advice, I'd probably say just to anyone producing, just just take time. It's not, there's no rush. Like, um, you don't need to rush it. But also, on the flip side of that, don't um, kind of hold on for music for too long because it doesn't really matter if it's not like perfectly made as long as it's good and you're happy with it and people enjoy it then that's the sort of main thing really um but yeah I, I think yeah that's pretty much it so so how much time were you kind of spending each day or or each week for those for those say those first couple of years before you, you actually made it how how much time w would you uh, say you were spending before you got to that yeah. point um Good question. I think as much as I could, I loved, I loved the process of it. I used to still obviously get like everyone still, everyone does kind of get frustrated with the sound and not making, not it not being as good as you want it to be and listening to the, your idols and like, oh man, this sounds so much better than my stuff. But um, I, it was, as I say, as much as I could, it was probably close to daily for, for a good couple of hours a day. And, and now it's become such a habit of mine and, and I'm so addicted to it that i still do that now and, and obviously I, I, i'm still working a normal job and nine to five um and yeah every day if i'm not teaching or i'm not um recording something or or on another call for, for whatever reason with, with work or whatever I'm, I'm making music basically so um yeah it, it, it is it's never felt like um man hours or anything like that because obviously i loved it so much and i still do so yeah i would say probably daily for at least an hour or two a day um for for, for as long as i can remember other than maybe weekends if i'm if i'm having a few beers or something like that i might not be you know might not be at the, in the studio as much but yeah in the week i always used to designate time and as i say i still do now and i think what really really helps and um started to sort of where my production 
I actually started to feel happy about my production. Normally, earlier on, it was I'd make some music, I'd feel good about it for about a week, and then or two weeks, or maybe even a month. Um, I'd sort of send it out. Maybe some of, like some of the labels I signed on earlier on would like it. They'd sign it or whatever it is. But then by release day, I'd, I'd sort of hate it because I'd heard it so many times, or I just yeah, I'd, I'd sort of go off it or whatever it is. But now, ever since kind of I said lockdown, um, where I was furloughed and I had all day every day to make music I, I made so much and kind of felt like I really accelerated with probably a lot of producers that have kind of popped up out of since since then since the COVID pandemic um it really helped me obviously to just sort of really like um rein in on my skills and 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 develop as a producer really and uh watching countless tutorials on YouTube and even signing up to some of the the, the um platforms that are available then when sort of dj the bigger djs weren't weren't touring so they were able to sort of like try out to try and make some money somewhere and and they were they were teaching so it was kind of learning off of them and things like that so um yeah i think i joined the damazo emc for a while um for a couple of months and that that really helped basically um and and then yeah so yeah i hope that's answered the question <laughs> Well, yeah, I was I was just going to ask you, how did you you've, you've you've kind of touched on it a little bit then about kind of YouTube tutorials and stuff. Is, is that kind of how you got to, to where you are? Just tutorials over and over again? Or what, um, was, your, what was your process for, for learning, learning what you know now? I mean, funnily enough, I did actually go and this obviously is a humongous well, what you'd think is a massive factor. I did go to uni and I did study music production. So that that obviously helps. But to be honest, some of the key stuff of maybe the sort of like a theoretical side of some things like music theory i think i really got that uh, being at uni did help with that for sure um just sort of understanding scales and chords and stuff and how they work and different um scales and getting different moods and tones out of them that, that i think i definitely learned that from uni uh and there, there's loads i did pick up from uni but I, part of me thinks it's you don't need you definitely definitely do not need to go to uni to become an amazing producer it might help but i don't know part of me felt when i finished my degree um i kind of felt a little bit like um, i'd i'd learned just as much with like in my own time learning tutorials or learn as i say learning from from people when i joined that demazo mc and things like that just just like little tips and tricks that i picked up off the way um on the way sorry but i think the main thing when you know um with the, the the journey it's it was i think the best the, the main thing that's obviously made me um get better and better and i'm still nowhere near where i want to be i'm only getting started and same with sort of obviously the dj career as well is just like putting in the man hours and and just just making as much music as possible and you just you just almost teach yourself you you learn what you like and how to make sounds and you get better at making sounds and more efficient at sort of picking sounds out and things like that and um, I think that's kind of the main um, the main points, but yeah, obviously uni probably did speed up a few bits. And then for me, the main thing I really noticed is lockdown um, and COVID really helping my production because I was putting in so many more hours than I would have been if I was working. Um, and just after that, with labels and DJs and stuff, I started getting just so many more yeses than I did nos before um, compared to before the the pandemic, pretty much. If you were kind of talking to to yourself now at the start of your, your journey, what what would you kind of say in terms of how you should approach producing kind of from a from a standing start? What would what would be what would you um, say kind of what are the best things to do straight away and what, what are the things to avoid, would you say? 
to be fair if you if i was brand new and the availability of what's out there now was available back then i think i would probably have sped myself up again but i think what like for example you've got simfo you've got damazo even like little you've got the smaller ones like me and timmy p run we, we run a more personal one where you you have one-to-ones of us and things like that if i had that available to me as a brand new producer um you you you're halving the time it takes to become an like a half decent producer or and that's such a subjective thing to say but um it really does speed up the process just learning directly from people that you like and like want to make similar kind of sound of music from um you just sort of skip the 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 information that isn't necessarily that important you just get straight to the sort of like put like direct um points of like how to create a certain sound or sculpt a certain blah blah blah, whatever it may be so yeah um if that was the case i'd probably say get on one of them platforms um but if not i i think for me i've it would be more the um patience side of things like just just maybe hold on to music for a little bit longer um don't send it out so quickly and things like that that was probably the main thing for me um back then but i'm kind of um happy with the journey so far and because of as i say i've been lucky enough to not really ever see it as like oh i can't be bothered to do this or i'm doing this because i want to be there but i've just enjoyed the journey anyway so i think that would be my advice to myself even though i kind of did anyway um just 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 don't deep it so much don't like put so much pressure on yourself to um become the me- the next Christussy or like the next amazing producer you just just enjoy the journey enjoy the moments enjoy just making music and that's what I've done and that's what I'd advise anyone to do if you're not enjoying it you're just doing it to try and get good then it, you're sort of doing it for the wrong reasons and naturally you get better the more you make music anyway so it's just consistency is the main the, one of the main points uh, making as much music as you can for as many days in a row as you possibly can and naturally you're just gonna obviously get better and better pretty much So for, for some people who are, well, probably most people listening to this, if not all of them who've kind of, who aren't as, as good a producer as you, what, what would, what would you, how do you look out for, for the point at which your track is ready to be kind of sent out to, to labels and stuff? How do you know, how do you know something's ready to, to actually send out and actually get some recognition, would you say? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't like this sort of, um this sort of, you know, the, uh, not as good as me it's it's such a subjective thing it's like a um music's there is no like right or wrong answer of anything is if you're justifying things uh as to why you're making them or why then that, there's no reason why anyone can say that's bad or good you know what i mean it's just a subjective thing but um i think my what i would do is try if i was again maybe either talking to myself or or, or producers that are in an earlier stage of their career is surround yourself with as many like-minded people as you possibly can um I mean, mine was probably too later on where I sort of got like good friends that were maybe a similar level to me um, where I can then send music to and we can just give each other feedback, just honest feedback. And you're not just sending it to friends who who don't have a trained ear or not trying to train their ear. They don't, they're just, they're like, yeah, this is great. That's, that's not, that's not really helpful, helpful feedback for someone um, who's trying to get sort of better and improve their, their music making skills. Um, so yeah, it would definitely be um, kind of, sur- as I say, surround yourself with um, p- 
people that are doing the same thing as you and trying to trying to get better um and if you can someone who is already in that sort of um sort of you know uh, a bit further ahead than you if you if you see that in your eyes um and that, that would be even better because as i say they can give you that that feedback that um when they were sort of at your at the the the, the part of the journey that you're at now so that's a good thing to do for sure um i, I guess it's um kind of a a matter of you 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 kind of know when you're like yeah i feel you sort of feel it you get a feeling inside you're like yeah i really like this track it might not be the best track in the world it might not be the one that you know but it, it you kind of sort of know i don't know I, I i don't i don't i can't really pinpoint when i think that was for me or what track i think that was but um you just get to a point where you're confident enough to send music out and you're confident enough to um yes it's and and, you, and you'll see by the results pretty much and it, it, if not that that's fine you're either sending it to the wrong people or maybe you're just sending it out too early um referencing your tracks like when you're playing as well like if you were to just whatever setup you've got at home or if you went to like a pirate pirate studios or something like that and hired some decks out play your track and mix it into um like one of your biggest idols or one of your favorite tracks in the world and if there isn't like a whole difference in energy and hold like a big drop in energy or um, quality or whatever it may be or soul whatever this types like the style you're making is then you know you're ready if it if it hits just the same if it um feels the same it feels as good and as i say that you don't feel like a sort of an energy drop or it doesn't feel as thin or anything like that then um i think that's when you you've got a good chance but at the end of the day i think there's no harm in sending music out to anyone and it, and if they hear it and if it's the right ears and they like it then then you know and if you might get responses on feedback and stuff i know it's kind of difficult with bigger dj's and things because they're busy and all that sort of stuff but um but yeah i think that's probably two main points um or a couple of points anyway so how do how do you i don't know what daw do you use do you use ableton or something these days yeah, or? yeah. Yeah, yeah how, when you when you first opened DAW is kind of a blank a blank project. What what are the first what are the first things that you do? What how do you kind of get a groove going? Um, I think as probably most people do, I'll start on my drums. I'll just find a nice kick drum, um, and then just build from there. But normally, yeah, just get a good groove going because that's for me obviously the kind of the main the kick, the bass, and the drums are the the real main foundations to a good track. Um. If they're half hot, if they're pretty average or they're half hearted or they're not very catchy and um and energetic or whatever, as I say, this kind of style you're going for, then it's gonna be harder to build on top of that. So I think you've got to definitely take the time, but not too much time, that you um on a drum groove basically to be honest so i'll either start new usually i start with a kick drum and then i'll find just try and find some inspiration so i'll either just try and find like go to the next um do element by element so maybe i'll find a nice clap um and oh sorry about that just got cool coming through um I, yeah build from there find a nice clap and then build on top of that with the hats um and then what i like to do is build my whole hats um without like a the main open hi-hat for as, as long as i can get the drums sounding as, as full and as good as i can without the main open hi-hat um or i'll do the same thing with a clap so i'll build like the hats everything around it the tops the perks everything else around it without a clap and get it to as full as it can be um and then 
when you add that clap in, if you if you've got a, a great like a great drum groove that doesn't need a clap or doesn't need an open hi hat, then you're good. You've got really good foundations to to build a great track because when you do add that like the energy of a hi hat, open hi hat, like usually a nine oh nine or maybe an eight oh eight, depending on whatever you're going for, um, or a really nice sounding clap, it just builds the energy even more. So it's just a, a good way to um, to try and maybe look at building your drums um, instead of just like straight away having an open hi hat or open or a clap or something like that. Yeah, it just depends which way you, you want to build. But it's about switching it up as well. That's the main thing. Just um, if you're getting in a bit of a rut and you're finding yourself not being able to get anything down or just start with something completely different start with like the synths parts and sometimes i'll do the same thing i'll just find anything that i'll get inspiration from that could be bass it could be synths it could be a vocal it could be just like going for old records or old films and just trying to find like some just weird just effect stab or anything just like so just like oh i could use that to do this or do that or whatever it may be so i think um yeah that would be the main main sort of points um but yeah normally if i was to give you a average of the, the way i would fill out a track is Drums, normally I'd then go for maybe a hook um, or the synthy sort of elements. Um, then I'd go for the mod bass and then I'd probably arrange it as soon as I possibly could so I don't sort of get stuck in the loop and don't like make myself sick of it, uh, sick of what I'm making. Arrange it as quickly as can and then, um, yeah, just then fill it up pretty much with with whatever else is needed. So that could be just like effects and things and automation and whatever, just to keep it interesting, pretty much. Well, how do you kind of how do you approach sourcing like vocals and stuff? What what are the, what are some of the things that you do for for getting a good vocal? Um, predominantly, if it's uh, I'll be honest here, predominantly old records. So YouTube is a pretty good place for that. Um, just like googling acapellas. Um, I've got like a massive folder that's to be honest, someone actually sent me a couple of years ago. Um, uh, just full of old acapellas and stuff like that which is like pretty pretty handy to know a uh, pretty handy to have sorry so um just like always like to just take little snippets try not to keep it too um because then it, you just come into copyright issues but yeah just it's usually old records because they normally just sound the best they've got the best soul the, the singers of the mate they're always fucking amazing basically um but yeah i would say youtube's a brilliant place um sometimes the odd sample pack has some pretty nice vocals in but i usually find them either overused or just quite cheesy and not really useful for the sort of style of music but um again it just sort of depends what type of vocals i'm using um uh if i'm going for a bit more like the track i just finished off is a bit more old school kind of tech housey i guess um it's kind of what i had in mind and what gave me inspiration i was listening to toman's um lot like really recent um release on no art um and i kind of just built a track just with that in mind like i wanted to start, kind of build my own style um that kind of style with my own, um, own sounds and that's got some sort of weird little vocals in that are just i think from samples and or i'll i'll just take uh, a spoken word uh from an old film or whatever it may be and just like pitch it down and just play with it basically and just take little snippets from it but yeah normally with like more vocal um like singing uh it's yeah from like old records and things like that pretty much thanks for listening if you enjoyed it please leave me a rating subscribe but also check me out on soundcloud that's jake Polly dj j-a-k-e-c-o-l-l-e-y thank you